If you could send a letter to your past self before the pandemic to prepare yourself for 2020, what would you say? We asked Californians that same question for this ongoing series presented by JFF. We're here to elevate the voices of people across the state who have been affected by the pandemic and the resulting economic crisis. Through their stories, we will examine what it takes to recover stronger and more equitably. I'm Renee Faulkner, and this is Communities in Recovery. The pandemic brought families together in ways we may not have expected. College students and adult children came home. Kids distance learned right alongside their parents. While this newfound proximity to our family members may have caused some tension, it also created meaningful opportunities for us to connect and support one another during this unprecedented time. Whether it was managing unemployment, childcare, or health scares, families have navigated a lot together. In this episode, we'll hear from members of one such family. Galina and Yulia Monasterska are a mother and daughter based near Sacramento. For one of them, the pandemic forced the closing of a small business six years in the making, while the other found a chance to start a new venture designed to help small businesses. Here, they talk about how they found support in one another and in their community, as they each managed the unexpected ups and downs of the pandemic. So what we have here, which is different than our, our previous episodes, you two are mother and daughter, right? Do you want to introduce yourselves? Maybe we'll start with Yulia. Yeah. Hello. Um, well, my name is Yulia. And as you said, I'm Galena's daughter. Um, I am currently a junior studying literature and economics at um, University of California, Santa Cruz. And Galena, how about you? Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello. So, as Yulia said, I'm her mother, and I'm very proud of her. Uh, I love her so much, and every time she just pulling me in, uh, how she said, out of my zone comfort, and I said to her, okay, so my zone comfort is so wide, so uh, I'm very flexible, and uh, I try to be on the same page as my daughter. That's great. So I understand that you've both written letters uh, to your past selves. We would love to hear them. Uh, so Yulia, let's start with you. Okay. Dear Yulia from 2020, right now you are finishing up the winter quarter of your sophomore year at the University of California, Santa Cruz. You're living on campus in an apartment with your friends, looking forward to the warm spring quarter and the future prospect of an off-campus apartment and an upcoming summer road trip. In less than a month, your life is going to change drastically. You will move back home with your family and not be able to see your friends for the next six months. Your mom will lose her job as a small business owner. You will experience the death of a person who had an immense impact on who you are, and you will not know how to react. But through the struggles, you are also going to be presented with an opportunity. You will join your fellow students and co-found Get Virtual to help businesses survive the pandemic. You will help people and make new friends. You will discover the importance of giving back to your community. You will be inspired by their dedication to work hard and never lose hope. You will be reminded that nothing is completely bad and nothing is completely good. Long term, you are going to grow. You're going to grieve and you're going to be in pain, but you and your family are going to make it. 
Your mom will go back to school to further her, her education and expand her career opportunities. You're going to have a better sense of your professional future, be more financially independent, and learn a lot about yourself and your boundaries, including how and when to say no. A year from today, you're going to find yourself back in Santa Cruz with your friends. So have hope for the future, because no matter what happens, we will always have the support of our loved ones. Yulia, April 2021. Great, thank you. Um, and Kalina, how about you? We'd love to hear your letter. Dear Galena 2020, you have heard this quote from your great grandma since you were a very young child. Time flies, therefore use every moment of it. Her advice helps you within your life. This year, as you are busy teaching and taking care of children in your daycare, doing daily home chores, driving your daughter to her after-school activities, doing workouts at the gym, singing in Ukrainian choir, attending library and, and Sunday's uh, church services, it's hard to imagine that your life's pace uh, could slow down and change. But unfortunately, it will happen. The COVID-19 pandemic will arrive and change your life. You will learn a hard lesson that nothing in your life is stable and permanent. And according to the new reality, you will close your business and stop all of your daily enjoyable activities. In this time, you will recall another quote that your great grandma said. If one door is closed, another door is opening. You will understand that you can change failure into opportunity. You will start your American education during your employment. Uh, you'll really enjoy studying. Maybe it was your secret desire. So uh, you would have a chance. Then you'll manage your Zoom meeting with the Ukrainian choir, Sunday's church services, and your friends. And what will be most important for you, you will spend this year among your family. I know that COVID-19 pandemic will have changed your life's pace, but it could never have changed your life philosophy and attitude towards people. Galena, April 2021. So from your letters, you know, it sounds like both of you had a lot going on during the last year at the same time. Things were changing in different ways for both of you. So we'd definitely love to um, explore that. But first, Galena, let's start with you. Where, where are you from and how long have you been in the U.S.? Uh, originally, I am from Ukraine and I have been 11 years in the U.S.A. And what brought you here? Uh, my husband got a job at UC Davis and uh, he brought all our family here. Okay, great. Um, and so when did you start your business? Uh, so I started my business uh, after two years uh, living here. Uh, Actually, I, I used to be a teacher in Ukraine and I wanted to do the same job here in the USA, but um, because of my English wasn't perfect and I started to do what I can do with young children and I realized that is much better than I did with older children. I enjoyed uh, playing with kids 
and uh, reading to them and take care of them. So I started the daycare at that time. So last year, let's think back to last March, you're running your daycare. You talked about you were doing these other activities, you know, going to church, singing in the choir, going to the gym. Um, and then the, the pandemic hit. So what was that like for you? And what were the big changes that you experienced? Uh, it was a really challenging time. I like when I know what I need to expect from the life. But that time was unexpectable. And um, everything what I built during previous years just stopped. And it was time when I needed to start from the zero again. And uh, it was challenging because my enjoyable activities was stopped. I couldn't do what I love to do. And uh, it was really challenging. So I start to think feverishly what I need to do next. So I started to, to look what I can do. And I decided, okay, I will improve my skills or working with children. I get new education in uh, this field, early childhood education, uh, and I will try to improve my, my knowledge, my skills about child's uh, development, uh, early child education. Yeah, that's great. So you had to close your business, but you found some, uh, some opportunity there too. Right, correct. Yeah. Um, now, Yulia, in the meantime, you know, all of this was going on for your mom. What was happening for you last spring? So let's see, last spring, um, winter quarter was, was coming off to an end. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to the spring quarter. I was looking for internship opportunities for the summer. So yeah, um, when, when the news started coming in, um, that there was this virus that's going around. It was a little scary, but I didn't think that it was going to be too big of a deal, you know, maybe a week or two. Um, and I remember at that time they sent us back home um, early for the finals week, so a week early before spring break. Um, and I know a lot of people were thinking, oh, well, cool, you know, we have two, uh, two weeks of spring break now, we can be at home. Um, but little did we know we would have way more time. Um, the longest spring break ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, coming back, um, it was, it was challenging because I definitely, I probably like other people enjoy, um, kind of being in control of what is happening in my life. You know, it's kind of hard when things are kind of destabilizing and I don't know when I will be going back. And then the more the situation was getting more urgent, um, we found that the best for the family was for everyone to stay home. So, you know, I couldn't see, I couldn't really see anybody. Um, and just that constant pressure of, um, all of the plans that I had and even professional opportunities that I was seeking, such as an internship, um, all of that was kind of fading away. It was a little scary and definitely stressful. Yeah. And what went through your mind when you learned that your mom was going to have to close her daycare? Um, I think my first thought was to stick through it um, and keep going with the childcare. Um, 
because I didn't didn't think that it would be as permanent as it was the situation. I thought maybe in a couple of months um, it would clear up, but um, you know, as the situation was kind of getting a little worse, um, uh, my dad I think was more in favor. Uh, and my mom as well, they were more in favor of ending it because, you know, it also didn't really make sense um, to work just to cover the overhead and then come back home with nothing. So it was a hard decision. Definitely, there was many conversations, um, but I think in the end, it turned out well. Um, and so during this time, you joined forces with some some friends and started a business designed to help other small businesses. So tell us a little bit about it called Get Virtual. What what do you do? So Get Virtual um, is a program, an organization helping small businesses uh, get virtual. Um, as we have seen during the pandemic, um, you know, people were ordering things online, nobody was going out, and a lot of small businesses heavily rely on foot traffic in order to survive. Um, you know, people coming in, them interacting with the people, personal connections, um, and all of that was gone, especially when, you know, during the lockdowns, nobody was coming into their store. So um, my first project actually was with Pacific Trading Company um, in downtown Santa Cruz. The first solution was actually to create an e-commerce store online to sell their retail, um, but they wanted a more personal connection with um, with their customers. And so their customers could now uh, uh, schedule a virtual appointment. And during the meeting, um, the owners, Ramazoe or Anandi, um, they would speak with the customers face-to-face -face virtually. Um, and then they would go around the store picking out clothing. And then they oh. would send um, via curbside pickup uh, the clothing to their customer. And if the customer, you know, didn't feel like they wanted all of the items, or there was something that didn't fit quite right, they could bring it back uh, via curbside drop-off, and then they would pay for the items. Um, so they were really able to... Uh, get back on their feet um, and start making more revenue in order to not only survive the pandemic, but also gain new skills that they are using now and will continue to use to bring in more customers to their store. Wow, that's amazing that you were able to, to help these small businesses pivot in that way. Um, so we have currently completed, worked with, and launched projects for 75 businesses. Galena, you know, what do you make of all of this? You know, you're in the middle of the pandemic, your daughter has come home, and now she's working with these folks to, to launch a business. What, what was going through your mind? We had a lot of conversation with Yulia about small businesses, about her help to them. And I was asking to advise um, for myself, for my small business. And uh, she was so open and uh, told me a lot of different advices. How can I run the business in future? It was very interesting during our uh, time together. Sometimes we were walking outside uh, in close park or you know, we were running and Yulia was um, very open. That's great. So you, you two were able to support each other 
around yes, your right. small businesses. Right. Yeah. We supported each other. Yes. Yeah. Socially, emotionally, and educationally. Everything was helpful. Yeah. Where else did you each look for, for support um, during this time? Were there other resources that, that you found really helpful or that you could have, have used if they were available, whether it was for yourself personally or for your businesses? Uh, so when I stopped running the daycare, I sent all documents about my incomes, about um, what is going on with the daycare to unemployment, um, unemployment organization. But unfortunately, um, they didn't support myself uh, financially. Uh, but uh, when I started classes in the college, college offered me some support, financial support. And um, I was very grateful because the support covered my um, tuition. But about emotional support, I got support from my family, from friends. Uh, so my kids, husband, my mom, every time, every time told me uh, it will not be forever. Things changing. And it was great to get the support. You know, as an immigrant family or as a, a first generation student, you know, were there any parts about this time period or about the pandemic that you felt were unique to your family's experience? Um. I would probably say that there wasn't much that was different, um, just because um, you know there's a lot a lot of immigrants around us. Um, people are coming to America all of the time, and if anything, there is this other layer of support, which is the community um, of your ethnicity, so the Ukrainian community. Um, and, you know, we go to the Ukrainian church, we, we see those people all the time, and that's, that's the family uh, friend circle. So if anything, I, I think that there was support from, um, from them, uh, kind of calling and checking in. Um, those are kind of the default, default friends when you come into a new country. It's the people that are, you know, if you're Ukrainian, it's the people that are also Ukrainian that are almost immediately um, your companions. Yeah. yeah. And as for me, uh, so um, as an immigrant, we have a lot of Ukrainian friends and uh, we made a Ukrainian choir, folk choir. So we had Zoom meeting every Friday. It was uh, very helpful. We uh, sing through Zoom and uh, it was differently, but nevertheless, it was supporting. But uh, we, uh, as a student, I had a lot of Zoom meeting with my students, with my peers. Uh, young students uh, after school. So we had different view on the life and it was very interesting. A lot from them are also immigrants and they were talking about their culture, their families, their um, traditions, uh, costumes, food. It was really interesting. And uh, I would like to say that immigrants' life, as for me, is very interesting because a lot of new things that you can can see new things and you can learn from them 
and a little bit challenging because every time you need to moving forward, you need to uh, learn something new. Absolutely. Um, so who do you hope is listening to this podcast and what do you want them to know about your experience this last year? So I think everybody needs support, especially in this year. So pe people need support every time, not just in this crucial time. People uh, need to feel belonging to community, to family, to a group, country. And especially if immigrants are alone, sometimes without family, without support, it's really difficult. So who will listen to our podcast? I would like to say that find somebody uh, with who you share the love and you warm and support and um, feel the same from person or group of persons or class. So uh, we need to keep and uh, be close to everybody. And um, it's really important to feel this support, emotional support. And I think that if uh, people uh, feel that you need to somebody, it helps. Yeah, I, um, I definitely agree um, with what my mom is saying. I, yeah, I think that a lot of people, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, the hustle culture, for example, or on, you know, working, um, building your career, um, especially as a college student. It, it's just as important, if not more important, to make sure that uh, socially uh, you are focusing on, you know, your the people around you as well. Because at the end of the day, you know, if uh, something doesn't work out at work, you come home and then you feel better if there's someone there that you can tell about what happened. Um, but uh, to the people that are listening, I guess I would, I, um, from my limited knowledge, I, I would say that um, people are more important than, than work and, you know, getting the promotion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very wise advice. And I think there are probably a lot of people who needed to hear that right now. <laughs> um, so for each of you, what are your hopes for your small businesses uh, and, and for other small businesses in your communities as we move into the recovery period over the next couple of years? Uh, <clears throat> so my hope is everything will be okay next year or uh, a few next months um, because of a vaccination and uh, I hope that uh, small businesses um, will go back to the their field and, and they will run successfully and people uh, are missing uh, work missing friends and I think I think all small uh, businesses will helpful for, for different purposes. And I hope everything will be uh, stable in this, in this field. Yeah. Um, to, to add on to that, um, small businesses are super important, not only to, you know, local communities, they shape 
how a community looks like, the feel of it, um, but also just throughout the country. Small businesses in the United States make up 50% of the United States GDP, um, which has to be taken into account. Um, and I guess for, you know, personally for Get Virtual, my hopes are that we continue growing um, and expanding, um, you know, to more universities nationally um, and internationally as well. Um, I would really hope that there will be more, uh, more focus on small businesses um, from everyone, because those are the people that make up our communities. You know, they're not someone out there who owns a small business. They are us. It is the, you know, it's the same person. They're not detached you know, from us, they in fact know our situations better than, you know, the big, the big giant corporations. And there's value in that. Yeah. Well, ladies, this was great. Thank you so much for sharing your letters and sharing your stories with us. I imagine we'll be seeing more of you and your businesses. Thank you. So nice to hear. So Yulia, if you were to look ahead and write a letter to your mom about your hopes for her in 2022 and what you want her to remember about these last couple of years, um, what would you say? Uh, yeah, so if I was to write a letter to you, mom, um, in 2022, I would say, you know, dear mom, <laughs> 2022. <laughs> now that you are in 2022, um, yeah, I hope that you um, went back to work. I know that this is something that's very important to you, um, constantly working, but I know that you love it, constantly being on your feet, um, you know, and I hope that you get a position at a school. I know that you really like working with, with kids, um, you know, either opening up your own preschool where you are teaching kids, um, you know, how to read, how to write. You are really good at that. Um, most importantly, I, I hope that you have a job that is fulfilling and that you, uh, every day you wake up and you go back to sleep in the evening, knowing that what you're doing is important because working with kids is, is one of the most important things that a person can do in society. Um, and I hope that with that, you also remember just how much growth I, I feel like there's been on your behalf in 2020. Um, you know, just even a small example, um, when you would send an essay uh, for me to review at the beginning of fall when school started, there's, you know, there's some stuff that I would tell you to fix, um, you know, some grammar things or some, you know, some language things. Um, and, uh, you know, the more, the more I uh, reviewed the essays, you know, coming back to a couple of days ago when we were reviewing, um, you know, the letters and stuff. I was very impressed. I, I have to tell you, it was, there's definitely a lot of growth in, in your learning. And that's probably just, you know, one example out of a thousand. I think that everything that you do, you, 
commit fully or even, you know, going to church on Sunday with with a broken foot, <laughs> you know, because you didn't want to let the, let the people down for for Easter. Um, and, you know, with social distancing and stuff, you, you still you still sing. Um, I really, really appreciate that. And I think that that is, you know, very respectable. Um, so I hope that you remember how inspiring and strong you you are and yeah i just hope that you're you're continuing to be happy in 2022 uh, love your daughter julia 2021 awesome um so galina your turn what would you want to say to future julia if you could write a letter to her in 2022 dear julia 2022 we have had tough year, previous year, but we didn't stop, move forward. You did great job uh, studying in your school, at university. You changed your major. You uh, took one more. You started with uh, literature, and I am very happy because it's very close to me as I was a Ukrainian literature teacher. And uh, I'm so happy to hear from you about Dante and his uh, literature. And uh, during this year, uh, you even studying hard, you worked hard. This pandemic year was difficult for everybody and you tried to support your friends your family, your community. You started to work in Get Virtual like a volunteer. You wanted to learn something new, but instead of that, you helped people. You helped them not be struggling. Even sometimes a small talk can help people. Big advice can help better, but if you are close to somebody, it's really helpful and supportive. Go forward, be the same open and sweet girl, help people, support them. And remember that uh, we need support, not just in this tough time like pandemic, we need support every day. Don't wait for special days. Just say your friends, hello, how are you? Can we walk together or can we meet or can we see each other or just call them and support your uh, close people and community? Yulia, I love you so much. Your mom, 2021. This was great. So happy to have you both be part of this because um, it really, it was a pleasure meeting you and hearing your stories. Many thanks to our guests, Galina and Yulia, for sharing their experiences both with us and with each other. There's a lot of attention being paid to how governments, local, state, and federal, will mobilize to save our economy. But what can we learn about economic recovery from everyday families? Galina and Yulia's story suggests that leaning on one another, building community, and putting people first may be the keys to not only strong families, but a strong economy. This has been Communities in Recovery, presented by JFF. 
We're on a mission to create an equitable and resilient economy that everyone can contribute to and benefit from. And while we can't change the past, we can look toward the future with hope. We hope you continue to tune in and join our conversation at jff.org. Thanks for listening.